Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, and this is day 2080 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you and glorify you above all others. Thank you for being our Abba Father. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace that you have on us each and every day. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. We're coming out of Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And that incident that took place with Jesus and his disciples and how everything got kind of blown out of proportion and the way Jesus handled it. And and let's just go there and check that out. It says, one Sabbath, on one, well, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat, And he also gave to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Messiah. They were missing the whole point. And just a little bit about what David did. You know, they they looked up to David that this is what they had was the Old Testament. And so they were going by uh, the Old Testament uh, as it pertained to coming up with their rules and guidelines, but they added to them. And this is what happened. I'll read from my commentary. It says, each week, 12 consecrated loaves of bread, representing the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, and consecrated, like, consecrated to God, blessed of God. Uh, so, so they had these 12 loaves of bread, representing the 12 tribes of Israel, would be placed on a table in the temple. This bread was called the bread of the presence. After its use in the temple, it was to be eaten by the priest. Jesus accused of Sabbath breaking referred to a well-known story about David. On one occasion when fleeing from Saul, David and his men had eaten this consecrated bread. Their need had been more important than ceremonial religion regulations. So Jesus was appealing to the to the same principle. Human need is more important than human regulations and rules. And then he also said, when he said uh, he was Lord of the Sabbath, he meant that he and the authority to 
that he had the authority to overrule the Pharisees' traditions and regulations because he had created the Sabbath. The creator is always greater than the creation. So often we, we're not careful. Uh, we can find ourselves worshiping the created things rather than the creator himself. My sister Jill was talking about this um, last Wednesday with Bible study. It was really good. But we need to be aware of that. And we might say, I don't worship other things. I don't worship idols. But being aware of sometimes we can put certain things above God, you know, our status in society, um, our jobs, our our value of things that we want uh, above God. Uh, and, and instead of going to God in, in faith, we might go to others and, and just push God aside because we may feel like God can't answer it. But God is saying, worship him and trust him and he will provide all you need. He will give you the answers that you're looking for. Let's go to our points. Point number one. <laughs> Once while doing a catering event for a client many years ago, I decided to break tradition and set the fruit and desserts out on beautiful mirrors rather than on regular serving dishes. Yeah, I had some weird things <laughs> I would do when I, I, and you know, you just get this idea and it's like, okay, I can do this. And I, and I remember doing that often, changing things up. I remember once uh, we had people that were, you know, maybe they ordered 200 cupcakes for an event and that's, and that was for their event. And I, and I felt like we needed to display <laughs> these cupcakes in a way to make it look grand that it's not just cupcakes, you know, that this is a special event. And so I told my husband, I said, help me get our coffee table and I'm going to put it in the car. And it, and it had a glass top on it. And, and so I put that on the car and in the car and got it there and, and, and had some stands to put up on top of the, on top of the uh, coffee table, and it was no longer a coffee table. It was now a beautiful stand and showcase for cupcakes. <laughs> but anyway, on these mirrors, I just wanted to do something different that would display beautiful art while people went through the line to serve themselves. Everything I used was something I already had. They were just hanging on my walls or leaning against a wall. We received so many compliments on that display, more so than any other setups I had done. And I began to think outside the box even more and coming up with more different ways to set a table. Uh, and, and during those days with that particular business that I had, it got to where people paid me to come and set their tables in any way that I chose to do it. And it just blew me away. It was a blessing. It was so exciting that people were paying me to use my creativity. You know, that's how God will do it. And he does it, I'm sure, for you as well. Not only that, but, but I receive more client referrals because of it. So often we limit our capabilities because we're not willing to break a tradition, one that is not a divine law or rule. You know, it's different when we're, we're not saying break God's divine law or rule and loving your neighbor as yourself and loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and then loving your neighbor as yourself. No, not at all. That, that, that encapsulates all of the commandments that Moses wrote, that those two scriptures. God blessed us to be creative and to think outside of the status quo. 
Therefore, we need to be careful not to get caught up in man-made rules that have nothing to do with God's way of doing things. I'm not talking about breaking the law, not at all, because the word tells us to obey the law of the land. No, I am saying doing things based upon creativity in the way that God would have you to do it. Or there are going to be some things that we get so used to doing, like maybe, (laughs) for example, we're used to having turkey on Thanksgiving. Well, maybe you might decide to have a fish instead. Um, You know, maybe you've always invited family over for Thanksgiving, but maybe God has put on your heart to invite people that you don't know, people that are in need, people that don't have anyone to to be around on a on a holiday like that. I remember uh, I think it was a police officer uh, and I think he still does it. And, and I remember him sharing his story and about elderly, the elderly. And, and please forgive me, I may not get it exactly right. But, um, you know, he noticed how they didn't have anyone. And so he started having dinner for the elderly. And uh, then it just grew and grew and grew. And that was like, you know, a family for him and others coming together, whereas they used to be alone. And he changed that whole trajectory. That's what I'm talking about. So, for example, someone came up with a rule that you should not wear white after Labor Day. (laughs) That has nothing to do with anything. You can wear white whenever you want. You know, it's things like that 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 begin to control our mindset to make us think that, no, I can't do this. Something that God has given us to do, I can't do this because it goes against tradition or it goes against, you know, the way I was raised. And, and, and if you were the way you were raised, it's a good way, but maybe God is adding something more to that. You know, trust God. Point number two, Jewish legal tradition at that time had 39 categories of activities forbidden on the Sabbath. And harvesting was one of them. However, God's law said farmers were to leave the edges of their fields unplowed so travelers and the poor could eat from this bounty. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25. Thus, the disciples were not uh, guilty of stealing grain. Neither were they breaking the Sabbath by doing their daily work on it. Jesus wants us to understand that human need is more important than human regulations and rules. We must remember that Jesus created the Sabbath. He created everything. The creator is always greater than the creation. And we must remember that. And when someone tries to enforce that upon us, that We need to abide by some tradition that has nothing to do with loving our Lord and Savior. Then we need to break that tradition. It has when it has nothing to do with helping the poor and serving those in need. mm -mm, We need to break that tradition. I'll never forget while being in schools and and what a pleasure it was to uh, go uh, for seven years being in schools and uh, working with young people and teaching them uh, conflict resolution and doing mediations with them and even with their families from time to time. Um, but at this one particular school, we, my colleague and I were there at least twice a week for you know a whole day we would be there. And uh, we got to know the kids very well and the teachers. 
And I remember something really different happened. We were, my colleague and I were on the first floor and all of a sudden we hear announced over the intercom, we need CCR was the organization we work for. We need our CCR people up on the third floor ASAP. And we looked at each other. We're like, we've never heard that before. And we ran up those stairs and ran into the counselor's office. Uh, and, and that's who it caused. And we knew her well. And she was extremely good with the kids. And we got in there and there was a young man just having a breakdown. I mean, he was crying and screaming. It was almost like he was climbing the walls. He was just so hurt. Something devastated, devastating had happened. And, and we could hear him just saying, I want to call my mama. I want to call my mama. Let me call my mama. And and the counselor was just, you can tell she was just heartbroken, but she was like, I'm, I can't. That, that goes against the rules. We can't let we can't allow them to do that. And my colleague and I talked with her and said, hey, is there any way that he can or maybe use our cell phone to do it? And I, and I had no, I can't remember which way if he ended up using the office phone or, or our cell phones. And, and, and we said, okay, you, you know what, young man, you can, you can call your mom, you know, after getting that permission, like, hey, let's, 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 this is worth you know, breaking that rule to let this young man call his mother and, and no blame or shame to that counselor. She did an excellent job. She was doing all she knew to do. But there are rules in schools and understandably so. But in this case, it was a time to break that rule. That young man needed his mother and he called her. And then after that, he calmed down. His mother came up to the school. It seemed like within five minutes she was there. And we all had a conversation and found out that someone had threatened to jump on him and they were bullying him. And, and there were some things that had gone down that he had also participated in and kind of got things going by talking about someone. And and after we had the conversation, he he had calmed down. He, he was a totally different person. And even laughter took place after the mother came in and she said, now I told you boy to stop messing with those kids and blah, blah, blah. And she just talked to him really frank. And, and he said, I know mama, I'm sorry. And, and they just hugged and it, it was just a beautiful thing. And uh, this was like middle school. And I remember being at another school a couple of years later at the high, at a high school doing some work there. And there was that same young man. He was <laughs> delight. He was, he came up to me uh, and he, and he said, you remember me? I'm like, and after I looked at him, I said, yes, I do remember you. How are you doing? He was totally the opposite as he had been. He had grown up. He, I think he was a sophomore then. He had grown up and became more mature and dealing with things. He, he, it was just a joy. And, and, I, and I thank God for that full circle to be able to see that. You know, we don't know all the other things he may have encountered in life during that time span that I had the opportunity of knowing him and being a part of his life. But I'm so grateful to God that we were able to break a rule to deal with the unmet need that that young man had and to restore hope and joy and love in him and his mother. Oh man, I'll always remember that and treasure it in my heart because it helps me even today, you know, thinking about things when we have to shift or, or break some tradition that has nothing to do 
with God. But when we need to meet the needs of the people, what about you? You may have been somebody that maybe was rejected because of some law or some rule or some, even in your own family, something that we've gone by that's not right, not healthy. And and it might have hurt you. And, and, and God is saying, I'm here for you, daughter. I'm here for you, son. And, and or either maybe you were the perpetrator of that, not knowing it, not doing it intentionally. And God is saying, I've forgiven you. And, you know, if you ask God to forgive you, he has, you know, now, listen, y'all, the most important thing you could ever do, uh, the, the most important uh, change you can make would be to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it is your choice. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's why Jesus came to this earth and died on that cross and rose up from the grave, victorious over death, hell, and the grave just for us so that we could have this opportunity to accept him as our Lord and Savior and to spend eternity with him. Glory be to God. The angels are rejoicing in heaven just because of you. If you accepted him today. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you. Show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing with our youth, teaching them about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY programs. We thank you all from the bottom of our heart for all that you do for us. Your support is not in vain. You are helping so many youth change their lives or learn so much more and helping us to be, you know, just a part of their family dynamic, being there alongside their parents and supporting in all of those areas that are needed we thank you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.